today is Sunday, February 25th, 2018. It's been a year and three months since I filed for divorce and um, we've spent about $11,000 so far on our divorce and we are still no closer to being officially divorced, although we're inching along. Last week, I answered all of the interrogatories that Mike's attorney sent to my attorney. And um, it took a long time to answer all of the questions. Some of them were absolutely ridiculous because Mike knows the answer to some of these questions. And I I guess some of this is just formality. um, And they're making sure that I don't have some side income that I'm not reporting Uh, which is ridiculous because Mike has access to my W-2s. But anyway, um, I think that when he has the opportunity to read my answers to the interrogatories, uh, he will not be happy when he sees them. One of the questions was, if you feel that Mike is at fault for the breakup of the marriage, please list the reasons along with all of the details and names of parties involved and dates and times and all the details. So I did that and it probably took me three typed pages to answer that question, but I laid it out with names and dates and events. And so I did it to the best of my memory. And uh, these are sworn statements. And so the sad thing is after I wrote it and then I read back through it, I, it's really something when you see it on paper, um, because I look back and I think, wow, you know, is that really my marriage and my life that I'm talking about? Awful. But, um, I do a lot of finger pointing, um, cause I guess that's what I'm supposed to do, um, Then one question was, please list how you are at fault for the breakup of the marriage and list dates and times and details and names and whatever. And I wrote, I'm not at fault for the breakup of my marriage. I mean, what am I going to do? Incriminate myself? Yes, I probably did things that contributed to the breakup of my marriage, but none of them were breaking my vows Um, and lying to Mike and putting him through some of the things that he put me through early on and, you know, through a lot of our marriage. So, you know, if they want to make a case against me, fine. They can make a case against me. I'm not going to help them do that. I'm sure Mike has given them plenty of answers himself. So we're at the point now where we've traded interrogatories. We need to schedule a mediation and get it over with, but I don't think we're very close to a settlement. And I think I said this in a previous podcast, we are approaching um, the dollar amount that it cost us to get married in the first place. Um, We paid about $15,000 for our wedding, and we're almost there now for our divorce. We've spent $11,000 so far, and all we have are temporary orders, and we're no closer. So I have a feeling that once Mike has an opportunity to read my interrogatory answers, um, our relationship will further deteriorate, if that's even possible. Um, He's going to be pissed when he reads what I have put in there. And 
everything I've put in there is 100% truthful and I am happy and willing to swear and testify that that is the truth. And some of the stuff in there is really ugly, awful stuff that I am certain Mike does not want uh, to fight over in a courtroom. You know, he threatens me, oh, we'll get in front of a judge and, you know, we'll have a trial. Okay, well, we're both going to drag each other to hell if we do that. We have, we're both sitting on enough stuff that we could really draw this out. And, you know, I'm sure the attorneys would be happy to oblige at whatever we're paying now, $600, $800 an hour between the two attorneys. I'm sure they'd be happy to oblige us because we have a lot of money that we can, that we can burn through. So that's a, that's a sad state of affairs. Uh, the other update is I still haven't spoken to my daughter. I have not seen or spoken to her since January 13. It's been about six weeks and it literally makes me physically ill when I think about that. She's going through some severe anxiety and stress right now. I don't understand it. I don't know what's going on. I have no idea what Mike is telling her. Apparently they talk a lot and, um, I'm sure Mike helps paint a very negative picture of me for her. And that's a really sad thing. And I, I texted Mike on Friday and I said, would you please ask Tori if I can talk with her at some point this weekend? Uh, nothing heavy. Just want to hear about how her week has been. And he said, she says she doesn't want to talk to you. So now all of my communication with my daughter, um, as limited as that is, has to be done through Mike and the dysfunction continues to just get worse. It is absolutely ridiculous the way my daughter is behaving and how she is acting towards me. It's it's completely absurd and dysfunctional to the greatest heights that I've ever seen. Um, it hurts me worse than my divorce ever could. I would go through 10 divorces before I would go through this with my kid. It's, again, it's, it's terrible. Um, I don't understand what she's going through and I don't know what to do. Um, I have friends who are telling me to see a new therapist to get a, a, a third opinion or a second opinion, as it were. Um, I don't know if that will help. I have no idea, but I guess I can go talk to somebody else and see um, if they have some advice about what to do. It's ridiculous. My, my daughter is creating drama, and um, I can feel a callus building up on myself. Um, I don't deserve to be treated the way that she's treating me. I have not done anything to her. And I know people wonder, what have I done to make my daughter not want to talk to me? And to save my life, I don't have the answer to that. Except that somehow she sees me as the target of creating anxiety and stress in her life. And I don't know why. I don't understand it. I may never understand it. Um, but she's behaving very strangely. And... Um, I don't, I don't know what else to do about it, except keep trying. Um, my best friend flew in this weekend from Portland uh, to visit me, and we spent a lot of time talking about it, and she's shocked by it. She and I, her name is Kristen, and she and I have been friends for almost 20 years, and she was there through all of my child rearing when I was raising my children because we raised our children together. And she doesn't understand it either. She doesn't. And she is 
brutally honest enough to tell me if she thought there was something I had said or done to deserve this. And, you know, we, we say, yeah, n- n- neither of us are perfect. There were times we could have handled situations better, but, but there was nothing in my daughter's life that, that would warrant me being completely cut out of communication with her like this. She's 19 years old. She lived with me until she was 18, and I took care of her every day of her life and spent 12 years as a stay-at-home mom dedicated, devoted to her success in every way. Homework, Girl Scouts, music, everything. Friends, home, cooking, gardening, everything. I never abandoned her. I never broke a promise. I never hit her or harmed her, ever. And to be treated this way is, is, um, it is a, it's like a continuous punch in the gut. And I can't sleep at night. I take a sleeping aid every night so that I can stay asleep. I wake up because otherwise I wake up in the night and I, my mind just goes over it and over it and over it. I wrestle, mentally wrestle with this problem all the time. It is a constant drain on my emotions and myself. And it's very distracting. And it makes it hard to work and it makes it hard to sleep. Anyway, my best friend came and we talked a lot about it. And um, rehashed some old stories. And um, we both think that it's totally weird, totally screwed up that Mike... uh, says, oh, Tori's fine. She's doing great. She's happy. Like Mike came into my house Friday afternoon to pick up our son. And Kristen and I were sitting there with my son. And I said, well, how's Tori? You know, oh, she's great. She's fine. She's happy. That's what Mike said. And Kristen and I just looked at him. And I said, oh, well, glad to hear it. Like, first of all, I I don't see how that's possible given what's going on and if she is just happy and fine and normal that is screwed up you can cut your mother out of your life completely at age 19 and everything is fine and you're happy and everything is good I just I just don't see that Um, I just I think that that's screwed up it's just really not normal Um, last Friday night Mike got home and our daughter was there. Tori was there. She had driven back from college and arrived at his house, which we had told her several times. We did not want her making that drive home from college without telling one of us, hey, I'm driving back so that we know you're on the road. I mean, these are 85 mile an hour back country roads that she drives on. You know, let one of us know that you're driving back. Uh, And she doesn't even have the consideration to do that because she's an inconsiderate 19-year-old and doesn't know how that worries parents. But anyway, Mike showed up there and she was there and um, he didn't tell me that she was at his house until the following morning after she left because she did not want to see me. I don't... I've perplexed over it, cried over it, screamed over it, tossed and turned over it. I... I, There's nothing else I can do. I'm going to take the advice of my friends and go talk to another counselor to see if there's some other perspective or some other answer to this equation. But, you know, she's an adult now. I don't know what else I can do, but 
Anyway, so the divorce update, the interrogatories will be sent back to Mike's attorney. And then um, I don't know if we're going to make some kind of an offer or they're going to make some kind of an offer. Or we're going to go into mediation. I don't even know what's next. Um, there was one question in the interrogatories. Um, what kind of a settlement did I expect? Um, and so I didn't answer that. I said I would need help from my attorney on that. And um, so I know we owe them an answer. And I don't know, that deadline is near. If it hasn't already passed, I don't, I don't even know. The other thing is I had two job interviews um, with a couple of companies and I'm trying to, I'm back looking for a job again. I still have my job and it's going okay, but um, it's, it's not a great fit and I'm not happy there. I like the work, but I don't have any support and I'm spread too thin. And anytime I ask for help, I'm just told that I need to manage my time better, which is not really an answer. Um, they, just, they just can't throw any support my way, I guess. I don't know. But I'm trying to get out. I'm looking for something else. And um, so back in the job search again, and that's, that's uh, also quite a drain. Um, but anyway, that's pretty much the update for now. Um, just trying to sort things out. I'm already almost through Q1 2018. And I still do not have um, this part of my life straightened out and figured out but hopefully I will in 2018 if, if this drags into 2019 oh my god I don't I don't even want to think about that it's got to be over this year it's got to be soon <laughs>